Hello and thank you for tuning in for another episode of Link Stories. I'm your host, Malini, and my background is in education and I've been on a journey of learning about wellbeing for as long as I can remember. This podcast brings you a range of interviewed stories based on the concept of the six pillars or dimensions related to wellbeing. And they are social, emotional, work and finance, physical, spiritual and knowledge. Each week, I invite a guest to share a particular story or information linked to one of the dimensions or pillars of well-being. Please leave a review on Apple and do get in touch on linkstories@mail.com. Listen out for my interviews on a well-being Wednesday or Feel Good Friday. Many thanks. episode I speak to Peter Taylor, Mayor of Watford. Watford is a leafy green suburb just a stone's throw away from the bustling city of London. As Mayor, Peter Taylor shares all the work he's been doing for his local community over the past few years, from improving transport connectivity, projects around wellbeing, helping with logistics, of keeping services running during lockdown, and not to mention the big challenge of kickstarting and helping to resurrect the economy during the coming weeks and months as shops and retailers begin to open up for the first time since lockdown began. His compassion and mission for those members of the community that suffer from dementia is quite striking and he talks about all the different initiatives he's been working on. This episode is dedicated to the local Watford Women's Centre, an outstanding organisation. Most of us are aware that during this period of lockdown, sadly domestic abuse has increased significantly and it has made us realise the importance that these women's centres play in protecting those that are in vulnerable situations and potentially victims of domestic abuse. The Watford Women's Centre have been working very hard by providing remote information and support for those victims who may be at risk. In addition, they provide legal advice, counselling, training, support, and they have a whole host of other services to help women return back to work, careers advice, upskilling, and so much more. Peter Taylor has been raising money for the local Watford Women's Centre, and he's supportive of all women's centres across the nation. Very much for joining me on Link Stories. How are you today? Very well, thanks, Manini. Great to join you, Peter. This particular episode is being dedicated to Watford Women's Centre. Would you like to share with us as to why the Women's Centre has played such a big role for you, and why you would like this episode to be dedicated to the Women's Centre? Of course, the Women's Centre are such an important group uh, in Watford. I've had the fortune of meeting them. Uh, several times. You might be aware, Malini, that uh, last month or the month before I turned 40 and on Facebook now it asks you to choose a charity that you can have for uh, to help raise money and it was the Women's Centre that I chose um, and the first year that I was the mayor they were my charity for that year so the Christmas card that I did for example that sponsored and again raised Mm. money for charity went to the Women's Centre. I think you know during Covid we, we sadly have been aware that there's been Uh, even more uh, domestic abuse and people in abusive relationships struggling to access support and as uh, the lockdowns eased we've seen an increased demand placed on their services and obviously they are you know such an important 
service that they provide. So really pleased that you're uh, highlighting the, the work that they do because I know what a big difference it makes. Yes, I'm in complete agreement with you for mm. all the all the reason you've basically just shared just now as well. So how is life as Mayor of Watford? How long have you been doing this role for now? So it's just over two years that I've been uh, the Mayor of Watford. Um, obviously, the last couple of months have been particularly interesting, but it's a huge, huge privilege uh, to have this role. And, you know, like in lots of jobs, no two days are the same. Uh, I am very conscious that you know my employer is the whole of Watford, and that <laughs> I was um, elected uh, by them to serve the town and to do the best uh, that I can as leader of the council. Um, it's, yeah, so it, it's a job that brings many challenges, but many joys as well. It's such a fantastic town. It's really thriving. It's there's up and coming. Lots of changes happening. It must be an absolute you know delight to be part of those changes that are happening. Um, in the area. Yeah, completely. I think one of the brilliant things about Watford is actually the size of it. So those people that Mm. move here from London, for example, really notice that it's the kind of place, although it's only 20 minutes to Euston, when you come here, it's still, you know, it's got great parks, great schools, but also a really strong community spirit. (laughs) So people know the name of the next door neighbours. If you go shopping, you expect to bump into people that you know. People want to chat with each other and find out and really well networked town. So I know that since you've moved here that, you know, we bump into each other from time to time <laughs> at different things. And, you you know, you very soon become part of a network um, of people. And I think that's a huge, huge strength of Watford. Definitely. Yeah, I love this area and I'm not going anywhere <laughs> anytime <laughs> <Good> soon. <laughs> and it's very much to do with the community of friends I've got locally. Just, mm-hmm. you know, the little things that they, we were able to do for each other during the lockdown period was so valuable to all of us and we all realised that as well. So what have been the, your key milestones as a Mayor of Watford? What have you most enjoyed? You must be involved in so many different initiatives. Mm. So the key thing really I suppose all started when I decided to run for the position and obviously you have a manifesto and from my perspective Watford as you said before I think a thriving town going from strength to strength lots of successful businesses uh, lots of people moving here um, and um, it had been a town that had kind of turned around over the last 20 years so I was very conscious that my predecessor Dorothy Thornhill was the mayor for 16 years and when she first was elected it wasn't a council that was necessarily firing on all cylinders it was actually named and shamed as one of the worst councils in the country um, the town centre was referred uh, to in the national press as Ibiza on speed and there were some quite you know quite significant problems the reputation of the town wasn't great and I think it, over the last 20 years that's really has um you know on all the measures when you look across you know the country Watford is really shut up so things even you know might seem quite uh, unimportant but the office of national T- statistics does a survey on uh, where do where are people happiest you know they're asked on a scale of one to ten how happy are you and Watford mm. was the happiest place in the whole of the east of England um, really? so, yeah and wow. I think that says a lot about and that is about both the economic success but crucially, the the community and the sense of uh, neighbourliness. So, uh, I think from my perspective, my role was really 
we're doing well, but how can we make sure that we continue to grow, but we do it in a way that serves everybody, that it's sustainable, that we're healthy, happy, well-connected. Um, and so for there's been a number of priorities that I've had. The first has been about transport. So as we've grown, you'll know living uh, where you do that, you know, there's a lot of congestion uh, on roads around Watford. So introduced a new bike share scheme that's been a big success. Um, a new transport app next month we're launching new on-demand buses which are a bit like uber buses they're called you can book them on your oh. phone um nice. so um using technology to really try to give people more um sustainable transport options mm. then a big piece of work on mental health and well-being um my grandfather had dementia and i was very conscious of how prevalent dementia is now in our society. So the Alzheimer's Society estimate that there are a thousand residents in Watford who are living with dementia, but which is about 1% of the town. And that's huge. huge. And then you also think obviously it has a, an impact on their, their partners most directly, but you know, the wider circle. And I was very conscious, as you know, every week kind of going around knocking on doors and chatting to residents and increasingly coming across people, particularly the partner who would feel very isolated and be struggling with um, with having a partner living with dementia. And so we set up a Dementia Action Alliance and the mo there was so two years ago there were lots of things kind of happening but all very disparate so no cohesion to it and we pulled that all together and introduced new services so there's now dementia cafes that happen across the town there's a new one at saint mary's church in the center of town singing groups um there's been a really fantastic golden memories project at watford uh, football club where people can go and obviously reminisce with um, and talk about things they remember from football matches and perhaps going back decades. Um, loads and loads. There's a new at, at uh, Watford uh, College, West Hearts College, there's a, a dementia cafe uh, restaurant where people can go for a nice meal. And that's really great intergenerational scheme because the students there are, are dementia friends and learning about dementia and, you know, may well have parents or grandparents that are affected as well. Um, we're training lots of people to be dementia friends. We've seen a huge increase in that, we're supporting businesses to become dementia friendly. So there's a whole, you know, a whole piece of work. And now Watford's really held up as a great place in terms of supporting people that have dementia and their carers to think that although it's a difficult circumstance, actually you can have dementia and still be happy, still be positive, and you can support your loved one in that in that situation. So I think that's one of, yeah, it's been positive that. They sound like such wonderful initiatives. I really like the fact that you can, you know, bring different generations together and inform them and get them sitting together and, you know, the younger generation working with the older generation, mm. that you have a dementia cafe in a college as well to raise that awareness. Yeah. What sort of um, support do you expect businesses to provide for dementia patients? Well, uh, there's a number of things. So there's some really straightforward things. Um, so for example, if you walk into a shop and it has a big black mat at the door, in the doorway, someone that is living with dementia could see that as a hole in the floor. And so it'll cause them anxiety. 
uh, sort of now go around businesses and offer that sort of advice and sort of say, you know, make the premises dementia friendly. Um, and then to become a dementia friend is a really, you know, useful thing to do. It's a 45 minute session. And all it does really is explains to you what is dementia. It's an illness of the brain and what, how that, what that means. Um, and there's different types of dementia. It's a really good 45-minute session. You'll know as a former teacher like me that often the mm. best lessons are quite short. They have a very clear uh, thing that you get out of it. Um, but it, at the heart of it, it's about kindness and actually being a dementia friend is just about being aware of people around you and how you can support them in that situation. And I think the great thing about being the mayor of a town and when you're elected and the whole, you know, You've, been, you've got that mandate from the population of the town is that you can think, okay, what practical thing can I do to make a difference? So I see my role very much as not being, you know, not dictating, but bringing different people together and then making things happen. And so on the dementia, you know, we, we now have these regular meetings which bring together the NHS, they bring together Watford Council, but they also include police officers, um, a whole range of different people that are carers, um, all come together to sort of say, okay, what's the current provision? What are the gaps? Let's listen to people that have got dementia. Let's listen to their carers and think what we can be doing better. And so we've seen big, a big improvement in that. Still, you know, still gaps. And actually the last two months have been really difficult because a lot of people um, relied on those visit, you know, going to Vicarage Road, being part of that um, Golden Memories um, process yeah. obviously that no longer it's not happening at the moment I think that's made life difficult mm. but I know they've moved some of the things virtually and over the phone um, but it is a challenge when you can't meet face to face football is such a big part of the community in Watford mm. and it always has been um, and we've got a fantastic stadium here as well which most people most of the residents walk to yeah it's a huge part um, I think having it at the center of the town and the size of the stage you know when you think about the FA Cup final you had 30,000 people um, there cheering on Watford sadly it wasn't the result they hoped for but from a town of 100,000 people so you know a, a huge proportion I know not all of them lived in Watford but a, a significant proportion would have done um, and they are yes. you're, you're right the heart of the community so being right next to the hospital as again we've seen mm. with Covid you know having NHS doctors nurses staff able to use um, the football ground for meetings, for to, for leisure, to get meals and all of that has been incredibly positive. Have you been part of the facilitation of that process? Uh, oh, it's not, I wouldn't like to take all the, any of the credit for it. <laughs> uh, I have been, um, you know, I have regular meetings with the, with the people at the football club, with the head of operations. I was actually at the football club last week um, filming a short film for the Chamber of Conscience, which I know you'll be aware of with Chris Luff. Uh, and I think, yeah. again, about that network, you know, I'm, I'm on a WhatsApp group with business leaders. Um, and the reason for that WhatsApp group was just to get, find out what did the hospital and hospices need? And then basically reach out to the network and very quickly get the items that they they needed. So when they were under a lot of pressure, it was it was really straightforward things. Like I would suddenly get a message, we need 300 trays. And so I'd be able to contact local businesses and get them the trays. So we need a gazebo, we need bottles of water, whatever it was. But because Watford is a yeah. town where people care about each other and is connected, 
um, you know, I just think very basic systems are put in place, like a WhatsApp group, um, where you know the, requ- the requests would come in and then they would get answered within seconds, and then people would make things happen. And so that has such an you know it's massive impact, mm. um, and it kind of sorts things out very quickly. Yeah, the Chamber of Commerce in Watford has definitely had a big role to play in bringing all those businesses together. And I know, as you know, I've been to some of those meetings and um, I feel that that in itself is a community and also a very supportive community as well in more than just an entrepreneurial way. Um, It seems like they also do so much more for the residents through the community initiatives um, and addressing the problems um, there are and then trying to change and come up with solutions for those problems. Completely Um, agree. I mean, actually, it's funny because whilst we're having a chat, the person who leads the Chamber of Commerce, uh, Chris Luff, is actually at the moment WhatsApping me to ask me for this. And it's all about community. Oh, are you saying to me you're not fully fully engaged engaged with this conversation? I can see my phone lighting up with his name there. And the reason that he's (laughs) calling me is about um, supporting the community. And I think, you know, my experience with Chambers of Commerce is often, obviously, not surprisingly, there's a big focus focus on business, networking, making contacts. But I think they are one of the groups that has such a broad outlook on the town that it's about supporting young people. It's about caring for the environment, supporting the voluntary and charitable sector. Um, and, you know, I'm not saying that they're, they're the only ones that do that, but I think that that is such mm-hmm. a strong uh, element of the work that they're doing and it benefits the town massively having a group like that that sees you know, considers things like mental health is right front and centre, exactly a high priority for them. To the point that they've set up a separate group just to dedicate to well-being and the work around mental health as well, which is fantastic. Um, So what are your plans for the future? What other initiatives do you have in mind? I know you've already shared so many Mm. of the work, so much of the work you're going to be doing. Is there something much more different you have in mind for the future for for the coming years for the next so i'll be up for election in 2022 and the next two years i think covid and the response to coronavirus will be the thing that dominates and from my perspective as you are as well as i an economics uh person uh, the key thing is going to be about making sure that businesses can adapt and start to grow again. So I was looking at the figures for across Hertfordshire. Watford's got the highest proportion of people that are um, working from home in the whole of Hertfordshire. So um, we've also got the highest, we've had the lowest increase in unemployment. So I think we're actually quite well positioned that we are flexible. But my role as um, mayor of the town is to help businesses to adapt. Um, to face the new reality and then we can start to see growth um, again so there's lots of piece lots of work going on at the moment to open up the town centre so that we've got marshals signage the queuing's all sorted people can shop in the town centre but do that uh, really safely Um, and then um, so there'll be that economic recovery but there'll also be other areas of recovery mental health will be a key thing that i think everybody's felt over the last few um weeks at some point quite down a bit fed up um it's been a strange thing about connectivity you're right earlier i think you said about actually getting to know your neighbors better even though we're being told to socially distance meet making mm. perhaps meeting people at, um, virtually 
but I think there'll be a big work supporting people's well-being because um, that you know I know that there's a big a lot of pressure on mental health at the moment especially for young people and how do we make sure that they have the support that they need um, to lead you know fulfilling successful and happy lives brilliant well it's been wonderful speaking to you peter thank you so much for giving up your time as well and you must be so busy trying to it's been an absolute <laughs> you know, pleasure, work on all of these things so thank you very much peter for your time again really appreciate Thanks. it